Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello and welcome to Perfect Person, the show where I'm perfect and you're a person. Today, I sort of did a big stretch. I did a big downward dog. And that was kind of like a nice way to start my day. Oh, okay, that's a perfect person thing to do. Yeah, it sort of starts my day with a little stretch and a little bit of, um, you know, my chakras flowing, etc. Right. Cool. And that kind of got me a deep breath. That's great. I'm here with Jeff Friedman. <laughs> I was uh, just trying to think about how I started my day and then I it just was And how was it? Did you start early? Yeah, I started to potato our dog almost like suiciding off the bed. So I woke oh. up like, no, because the pillow was on the steps. He's a geriatric chihuahua and I didn't want him to die. <laughs> and so I was like, no. So that's how I started my day. Saving your dog from imminent mm-hmm. death. I mean your dog's very small, so if you like a small fall could really, yeah. could really mean a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's like one fall away from Doggy heaven. We hate, to, we hate to hear it. We really do. I know. But I'm here with Jenna Friedman. You know Jenna Friedman from Indefensible? From Lady Killer? From your new book, Not Funny? Jenna, welcome to the show. Thank you. I don't know you from any of those things. I know you because you're my um, intimidating neighbor. Thank you. Yeah. That is such a compliment. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I've been, I'm pretty under the radar. Uh, I just got on TikTok. I think that's where the kids are finding my content. You're a TikToker now. Kind of. I hate to say it. There's someone younger than me who's putting my content online. Yeah. And the kids are feeling it. And you're going Vi. What is Vi? Viral. I, mean, I know Vi is viral, yeah, but like what, what does Vi mean? I mean, you asked me, you were like, is 800,000 likes good? And I was kind of like, yeah. So I don't know good. what, t- I don't know what TikTok is. Back in my day, like <laughs> 10,000 likes was viral, you know? Yeah. No, the bar is like too high, unfortunately now, yeah. where you have to be really, really popular to you know, make any money making viral content. But yeah, you're my neighbor. We uh, also both just had children. How's it been going for you? I think uh, it's okay. I, I'm i having you guys as neighbors in this current time is so nice because, mm. you know, I was talking to your lovely wife. She's wonderful. And yeah. yeah, being a mom is hard. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. It's crazy to it's watch crazy. what Sarah has gone through. It is yeah. unbelievable. And then everyone's like, you maybe you have postpartum <laughs> depression. And it's like, no, what you have is a natural reaction to living in a society where there are no, you know, social infrastructures to help you succeed at this really crazy thing. It definitely is one of those things where it's a it's a grower. I mean, I liked my son immediately. <laughs> it's a grower, not a shower. Yeah, that's how it goes because yeah. they're kind of offline and then they get online. 
right? Are you trying to use cool Gen Z? Uh (laughs) Yeah. I actually am more curious. What do you think about what I do for a job? Because I feel like I'm the type of person that you would make fun of on stage. I feel like I'm the type of person you would make fun of, like what? like no, a, like please. an SNL caricature of like, oh yeah, politics. That is so not Man, true. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. You're very cool. You're cool, famous. That you and Sarah, Sarah has like mentioned that I'm famous in passing, and it's like so funny to me because it's just not true, and I appreciate what it. What are you talking about? If that's because of the company you keep. You're like, oh man. But I mean, I no, it's cool. It's like funny. It's ha- it feels like having like a like a friend who's like also kind of like your hype person. It's yeah. so nice <clears throat> to hear. But I'm like only. I mean, whatever. Very niche. Uh, fan. You know, my my friends really. Your fr- <laughs> <laughs> my fans are my friends. My fans are my friends. But yeah. I'll I'll take it. What percentage of people watch versus listen? About half. Really? Yeah. And you put it on YouTube. So okay. it goes on YouTube. And then, um, do you mute the comments? <clears throat> no, I watch. I read them. You read them. I respond to them. Okay. My audience isn't like your audience. <laughs> My audience is like, go home, Jew. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Like stand-up comedy audiences, I feel like are so in- fucking intense. And my audience is like a subsidiary of a very kind part of the internet. So I get like the runoff of those people who might give a shit about me. You know, I that is the <clears throat> one takeaway from TikTok that I've. I've been reading the comments mm-hmm. and they are night and day from the comments on oh, like old school YouTube, Twitter, any other social media platform. Oh, yeah. yeah. And in the shift has only happened. I mean, like I don't think 2016 was a long time ago, but apparently it was, especially in Gen Z time and in internet time. <clears throat> but it is fascinating how kind the comments have been on TikTok, like shocking. I'm shocked. Yeah, I find that, yeah, the YouTube commenters have passed, like those comments still exist, but they're not necessarily on stuff like your content. I need to turn on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Silence your beepers. I'll, yeah. No, but, but I, I do read the comments and actually I respond to uh, even the like negative ones. You know what my theory about that is though? I What's think up? it's because Gen Z has spent their whole lives online. Mm-hmm. You guys are like digital. You're Gen Z, right? Are you or you're younger millennial? Don't make don't look at me like I am not Gen Z. You're not Gen Z? I'm 29. I'm 29 and three quarters. <laughs> no. I'm 29 and a half. Gen Z is 96, I think. I'm I'm this many I'm years this old. Many. <laughs> I'm 29. So Gen Z is I think uh the 96 96 is the cutoff. I was born in 93. So Where were years. you on 9/11? No, I was uh in elementary remember? school. I was in 3rd grade. And they came in and they said, we have something really weird to tell you. And then they kind of wheeled in. And then they told you. I feel like that was my experience with the OJ trial. They wheeled in a TV and they said, the white Bronco. The TV was in the room. (laughs) But yeah, they're like, he's innocent. And I was like, okay, I'm really excited to be a woman in this world. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Because Jen's, and we'll get to the questions. <laughs> we're Who cares? Get to the Who questions. cares about? We get spindrifts <laughs> and we're gossiping now. No, Gen Z has spent their whole lives online, so they're um, they just behave like they. There's not like the disconnect, whereas mm-hmm. like with our generation, there was like your Thank online you. persona and your offline persona, yeah. and your online persona can be like the worst version of yourself yes. that nobody will ever find out about. <clears throat> whereas like that generation, it's like, oh my. Um, what do you call it? Avatar or my yeah. name online is who I am offline. So I'm not going to act differently. Yeah. Or like their social media profiles are just linked to, yeah, their name. They're not like, 
you know, Boner Jams 47. They're like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pete <laughs> Fortnite or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no. And I respond to a lot of the comments also because I find that if somebody has like some big critique where they're thinking that I'm, you know, like somebody be like, your advice was terrible in this and here's why and why it's destructive. Yeah. Then I will respond and usually be like, oh, like, I'm really sorry you felt that way. Here's like, was my thinking, but I'll definitely keep this in mind. And then their comment back is always like, oh my God, I didn't think you'd respond. Like, that's so interesting. And, yeah. you know, people the comments like, you know. are so much better that I want to respond <clears throat> and I'm fighting that. Like I had a set on Conan where I talked about Nazis and I had this joke about like, oh, like, I don't want to do the joke, but just kind of, I used the word Auschwitz instead of like Dachau or some other more obscure concentration camp yeah. just because of, for comedic purposes, <laughs> I needed people to know I was like talking about a well-known concentration camp. Sure. And then all the comments were like, the Russians liberated Auschwitz. And so I wanted to be like, well, the grandpa in the joke is, I think the joke was about, um, oh, sorry, I just have to do it now, but it's like, no, talking no, no, about no. How do your Nazi- set, do your Conan set, do the Conan set. Okay. <laughs> but the comments, the kids do their research is my point. I couldn't go to, I was going to visit Auschwitz. And when I was in uh, Berlin, you I, said it Auschwitz, like it sounds like an edgy, like <laughs> bathhouse <laughs> in German Berlin. But uh, I couldn't go because I had an interview at College Humor. Oh, I had a Zoom interview. That's okay. Auschwitz has like a, you don't need to go there because the money goes back to the Polish government, which is also problematic. And then they're like, they're making money off of like yeah. Auschwitz, like it's a tourist attraction. Huh. That I went down a rabbit hole and I stand by that. It's, it's fucked up. And honestly, that's why I took the interview. That's yeah. why I didn't want to. Yeah. Yes. Did not get the job, but you know. Well, look at you now. Where's yeah. college humor? <laughs> <laughs> look at me now. <laughs> Wait, but isn't the, is this a headgum podcast? Yeah, it and is, which is kind of funny. Guys those are guys, yeah, humor? exactly. So if you had gotten the job and it would have been like an assistant job. Yeah, it was an executive assistant job. And, and yeah, those and are hard jobs and they're hard. They are the hardest jobs. And not what they, I wanted to do. Yeah. And maybe you could have left like a bad taste in one of the guy's mouths, you know, not like, like metaphorically. I don't know what, I, but like, you did not need to clarify, Jenna. <laughs> metaphorically, I, just, I don't mean your penis are like a weird, like I come, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I'm just, just saying, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying like, you could have been like that assistant who fucks everything up yeah. and then they would just blackball <clears throat> you forever. So maybe yeah. you have, maybe it's good that you weren't an assistant. Did you ever have to be an assistant before you were rocketed <laughs> assistant? <laughs> no, I've got it. Did you have to be an, ever have to be an assistant or did you just rocket to stardom and, and power? I paid, I'm still paying my dues and I didn't go, I didn't go, why are you, why are you laughing? I didn't go up through the system to yeah. be like, I, I was never an assistant and I was never <laughs> an assistant. I just, um. What did I, oh yeah, I mean, I worked behind the scenes a lot and as like a field producer, I was making, Crafty. I was making viral content on my own, you know, viral, like 5,000 people back in 2009. I was making content on my own mm. and then I got hired off of a lot of that content. There you go. That's essentially what I do now. Yeah. It's just, that we have different tools. We probably have like, it's easier for, to make content now. It's easier to make content. It was a lot harder to make content in 2009. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, it was like right when YouTube was happening. So I was like making videos with my friends and putting it on YouTube. Yeah. Well, let's answer some calls. Sure, sure. But before we do, people are going to want to know what qualifies you as a perfect person to be on the show today, to take the people's calls, turn them into advice and really change lives. Okay. I would just say my age, you know, I'm probably twice the age of your audience and that's twice the experience. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Also nepotism, just from knowing you. Yeah. You're an inevitable baby for living across the street from yep. me. Yeah. Yeah. People know this, uh, but if they like the show, they can rate it on Spotify. Oh yeah. They should totally rate it on Spotify. They should absolutely do that. And if they love the show, then they can consider joining us on Patreon where we have extended versions of every episode. They should totally do that also. Including this episode. Yeah. There's an extended version of it. Yeah, they should do that. Big time. We've got a call here from someone. This person's calling in about uh, stand-up drama. Hi, Miles. Um, I am a grad student, and I do stand-up comedy. Um, I was recently on a comedy show, and I was the... Uh, there's this, this girl who just doesn't like me at stand-up, and I need to know what I can do to, like, get over this. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks. Bye. Have you ever met a nasty person at a stand-up show? I mean, it doesn't get any better. I would just say, are we calling this person? We absolutely are. Hello? Hello, you called Perfect Person, and I'm here to call you back to solve your problems. Oh, my God. Hello, Miles. (laughs) Hello. It's so good to hear your voice. I'm here with Jenna Friedman, stand-up icon. Oh my God. Hi, Jenna. Hi. You've never heard of me, right? You've never seen my comedy. Not yet. I I told you. I told you. You don't have to. And what's your name? What's your name? Hi, I'm RJ. Okay, RJ. And there you there's like somebody who's kind of mean to you or doesn't like you in the comedy scene. Yeah, yeah. So I got booked for like this show called High Concept and it was really fun. So I gave this presentation about weird animal dicks because I'm in grad school for studying reproduction sure it's been a thing like if i'm out of the club like there's this woman that i think is really really funny but like it seems like i'm just a shit stain to her man i mean rj i talk about this a lot in my most recent show um lady killer on peacock (laughs) i'm just kidding i don't i don't talk about it at all rj um i think that in general and i'm gonna be forthright sure um and, and i'm glad thank you for trying doing to seek the approval of, the, of, of other people is a lost cause because you can't control how people think and respond to you just keep doing your thing and be a nice person and um it'll hopefully all come out in the wash but maybe it won't you know there's there's this total cunt i uh can i say cunt? <laughs> i can't say cunt. <laughs> yes you can all do you think sorry comics, are you are you under the impression that this is a clean show? No. Yeah. All of these comics know this person sucks and will never ever <laughs> say their name and they're just so successful and they have been so mean to like a whole generation of female comedians and I don't think they're ever going to get called out. But it just doesn't get better. So all you can do is control how you act towards other comics. And keep in mind like you know a lot of people especially in small towns, they get territorial. Usually when people aren't nice, it's like their own issues and their own insecurities. So don't take it personally, but just try to be nice yourself. Yeah. I'll tell her like good set. And like, I, I, I do like her comedy and I like showing up. And it's, I guess like, it's just weird. Cause like we have the mutual friends and well, maybe she's, threatened by you you know maybe maybe she's jealous of you or something i don't know oh yeah that's a good point well what is one of the things that this person has done to kind of like illustrate to you that she doesn't give a shit about you if i'm in a group she like say that like we're standing like kind of near each other even if there's like a person like in between us she will like turn her back to me and close off the circle 
in front of me. I remember one time, I can't even say, but this person, we were like, there were like four female comics on a festival and she tweeted out a photo of the three of them without me and called like the women of this festival. Yeah, no. That's so fucking shady. Oh, there's so much. There's so much, but and that's why Jen is going to expose Reba McIntyre right for here she for who she is. Yeah. Okay, um, she's it not was, so nice. It, it's, it was Mae West, actually. No, yeah, um, I'm, I'm that old. Um, but uh, I don't think you need to like try to be nice to this person. This person's got their own stuff. I'm just saying with everyone else, like <clears> I would just let this. Just don't. Just try not to. Try not to dwell on it because it's not going to make you happier. It's not going to, and there's nothing you can do about it. And if, you know, she is a cool person, maybe someday she'll say, Hey, I'm sorry. I treated you like that. I was going through my own stuff, but that's probably not going to happen. She's probably going to be like, get like super famous and you're going to end up on like miles's <laughs> podcast talking about her, but not saying her name. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, also, she doesn't deserve this because she's nice to me. Yeah. Well, it's also like people like this. It often is just coming out of some weird insecurity that they're having, or they're trying to like, get one over on you or get a rise out of you. And the less you have a rise taken out of you, the more it's going to piss that person off. Yes. So like the more you can just ignore them. And if they try to do something shady or cut you off in the group, just be like, Oh, sorry. Like just push the fucking who I cares? Mean, or like, you can you know? just call her out and be like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just call her out because this person doesn't matter to you. You don't need their approval. They're yeah. nothing. I guess like, I feel like I make her uncomfortable. And so I don't want to do that, which means that I like remove myself from the space sometimes. And so, like, how how should I get over that? Yeah, I mean, meditate. I, meditate is good. Yoga, shavasana. <laughs> but don't let your feelings about how she feels about you limit what you do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Thank you. And like, study up on like older generations of comedians who came right before you, because <laughs> I think that'll give you guidance. You know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe watch Lady Killer on Peacock, <laughs> yeah. and so you're or American getting, Cunt, which or, or American is Cunt. only on, available on audio. <laughs> <laughs> well, more people who've never heard of me. That's right. Let's <laughs> more get more female people. comics. Don't give this person any mind. Uh, you're crushing it. You deserve to take up the space that you're taking, and uh, this person sucks ass. Hell yeah! Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Eating food is something I love to do. <laughs> it's the best part of my day. And luckily, eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. And let me just tell you, the two-minute window that it takes to get ready is absolutely the thing for me, because I'm a busy beaver. Okay, I'm going everywhere. I've got a little son. He goes to bed. I'm exhausted at the end of the day, and I want to eat something yummy. And Factor is there to help me thrive. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor sent me a bunch of meals, and I licked the plate clean. Specifically, the filet mignon and mushroom risotto I found to be delish. Also, they sent me some wellness shots, and I gotta tell you, kicking my day off with a wellness shot, we did one with cayenne pepper. We did one that was like, all that juicy, juicy green stuff, I loved. I thought it was like 
fantastic and I could not get enough of it. Head to factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 and use code perfectperson50 to get 50% off. That's code perfectperson50 at factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 to get 50% off. Shrimp and cocktail, peanut butter and jelly. These are iconic duos. But what about the iconic duo when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling vintage swords or of course, lovely little clam tarts, <laughs> Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered, baby. No matter how big your business gets, Shopify's there to help you scale and grow while you're selling one clam tart and while you're selling a million clam tarts by the seashore. It's the global force behind Allbirds, Rafi's, Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash perfect person, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash perfect person now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash perfect person. If you're selling stuff, then you're going to want to check this puppy out. You said some stuff I don't know if you totally believe. Like what? Well, how do we know that that RJ is crushing it? Oh, that's a good point. No offense, RJ, but you know, no. if you were a, a fan of mine, I would be a little nicer to you. But <laughs> what if the other person is like, what if mm. RJ is doing something creepy to the other person? You know, you're voicing something interesting. On these calls, I tend to, depending on the issue, believe whoever's calling in. You believe whoever is calling in. Not always, because sometimes I'm like, hey, this feels like, you know, it feels a little fishy. Because if RJ were a guy yeah. and RJ were like, this girl thinks I make her uncomfortable. Oh, then it's fucked. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, fucking don't do that. Then like, yeah, like maybe if she may, if you make her uncomfortable, like stop like trying to hang out with her in her circle of friends, you know? Yeah, right. I think, <laughs> yeah. RJ. This girl makes me uncomfortable and I'm like, she keeps cutting me off the circle. And I'm like, hey, guys, come on. Hey. <laughs> trying to bug Why back Why don't in. you thank me? <laughs> That is a good point. Yeah, maybe I should be a little bit more critical. Maybe on this next call. I don't want to like put my critical energy on you. It clearly hasn't been working for my visibility <laughs> as a female comic among the one demographic that I would hope would like maybe know the you work know, stand-up comedians. Yeah. All right. This person had a roommate problem. Hi, Miles. So my roommate got arrested yesterday, and I'm just wondering whether or not I should try and wait out and see if she goes to jail or break my lease. So yeah, call me back. Okay. We're going to need a little bit more context because yeah. this call could be really not that funny yeah. depending on what <laughs> the call is about. Um, Amanda Knox. Is- <laughs> Actually, Amanda Knox. Is they cool. said she killed a roommate in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. She's great. And she didn't do it. You know, you did it. She didn't do it. It's not even a question. I did think it was weird they made still water. Yeah, and they didn't consult Amanda. I mean, she I like know her. Yeah. It's a whole long story. Friend of the show. She I mean, I I'm I'm I've hung out with her. Yeah. <gasps> well fun. Yeah, that's my one name I'm gonna drop. And sometimes they don't answer. 
Because they think that I'm a spam call. Yeah. Because they called a number. So you just call. Like, call, call. Oh, I called them three times. <laughs> because oh, it's been forwarded. It, 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 it was cool to hear how excited RJ was to hear from you. Did you ever get drunk and just, like, call your fans? <laughs> like, just to hear them. And hey, I'm just wondering what's <laughs> and up. And hang up. Honestly, I don't do that. But sometimes, ever, a couple times, I've had to do the show alone. And it's kind of funny because, like, hey, you call me. It does feel <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> All right, this person's not even answering. One more time. Woo! Let's go. Well, because her roommate, I want to know why. We all want to know why her roommate was arrested. Of course we do. But so when I do it alone, it feels a little more pathetic. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, and they're like, who's in the studio with you? And I'm like, it's just me. <laughs> I did one close to Christmas. And it was like banking episodes for Sarah to, so she could have the baby and I could take time off. I was like, hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just me. How's it going? Now, because you know your audience, I've yeah. said a couple things where you've kind of flinched at. Do you know people are going to react a certain way? If what I, did I flinch to? Maybe when I said cunt or... I think you can say cunt on the show. I don't know that I can. That's what I was getting at. That's interesting. You know, like, I probably could get away but with it. But that's what I was picking up. There but was I probably... A, w- I, I may believe it when I say Why don't you say it? <laughs> You, did you just say it? I what? did, but may, I may bleep it. It'd be well, funny if I left this what? conversation in. Maybe bleep what? Yeah, and you're a big friend. You think that cancel culture has gone too far. You sort of are always talking yeah. about it. You're always ta- Yeah, you're always. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I actually write about cancel culture in my book, <gasps> which if 10% of your audience bought my book, it would get on the bestsellers. List. That's what you're banking on too. I'm hoping. I'm not banking on anything. <laughs> But I just did have a baby and I want to yeah. be able to continue to outsource his care. Jenna's book is really funny. I haven't read all of it. You've read a little bit of it? I read a little bit of it and really liked it. And my mom read all of it and loved it. That's so cool. Because it was on our coffee table and she read the whole thing. And what else is cool is people who don't like me if they Google not funny Jenna Friedman. <laughs> link to the book will come up. That is actually really clever marketing. Thank you. That's SEO the book is called Not Funny. Miles should have mentioned it. <laughs> I was going to mention it. You are. I you know. You want me to mention it up top? I Jenna's just, like, book. Not I, I think appara- I did. I but, did mention it. But apparently people need like to hear it six times or like they need like six different interfaces to buy something. Oh, that's so interesting. I know. So you're, I trying to, you're trying to SEO hack the episode. I would love to. Jenna Friedman's book, Not Funny. Yeah. This is three times. You're going to love it. And then, okay, so you have a book, right? I do have a book. What is your favorite part of the book? I mean, I think the title, not funny. <laughs> Can I tell you something that your audience might not like? That what? I'm glad I didn't do. I wanted the foreword of the book. I wanted it to be not funny forward by Bill Cosby. Not that Bill Cosby, <laughs> but just someone else named Bill Cosby because I thought that that would be a funny bit. That's very funny. So I got back on Facebook. I deleted my Facebook account, which I'm really bummed about because I actually had a lot of people that would show up to shows and buy a book that I just deleted after Zuckerberg hung out with Trump. And I was like, nah, 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 and I yeah. deleted it. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I need to find someone named Bill Cosby in the in the wilds and who isn't that Bill Cosby. So I went on Facebook. I messaged like 50 Bill Cosbys. Yeah. And then a friend of mine was like, you know, those aren't, I don't think those are people named Bill Cosby. I think they're actually Bill Cosby fans. And then I got really scared. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, right. But the women make it up, you know. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. And so then I think it was like LinkedIn or something where uh, I found a Bill Cosby and he was down to do the foreword of the book. Yeah. And then my editor rightfully so was like, you know, you say a lot in this book. I don't think you need to also have a foreword by someone else named Bill Cosby. I think there's a lot going on and I think it's insensitive. And I'm like, you're right. 
it's insensitive. And that's kind of sometimes comedians fall into the trap of either being insensitive or saying the wrong thing. What I think a lot of people don't understand who get upset with us is like, you kind of have to cross the line to know where it is. You kind of have to, you know, experiment to know. Mm. But anyway, that was a little anecdote. Yeah. We can get back to the question. We don't have to. No, no, it's fun. Questions are just fodder. Maybe well, here's we a question. Here's the, maybe we now call back the woman. We just, <laughs> we just didn't hear from four times. Harassing women. <laughs> the show is essentially harassing women. That's going to be your tweet after you leave the studio. Um, that nobody reads. Here's a question. Uh, people read your tweets. You have a lot of cool followers. Um, here's a question for you. Uh, what's a hot take that you have that you feel like people aren't even aware of yet? A hot take that people aren't aware of or that people like you, disagree so you, with? You wrote this book, right? You, it's probably filled with all sorts oh. of uh, interesting takes, things that you have that you could give them a little taste of. I'm really selling your book here. You know, there, there's a chapter that I thought was really fun where mm. I um, ask my favorite male comedians mm -hmm. actual questions that me and other female comics have gotten. Yeah. And I recorded like what they, what their responses were. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, a pretty fun chapter. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah. Nice. What was one of the questions? Um, do you think uh, women should accept Louis' apology? Yeah. Do you, but I said, do you think men should accept Louis' apology? And it was really <laughs> fun to ask that to like John Stewart. And yeah. I asked it to like Jim Gaffigan, yeah. Pat Oswalt, Fred Armisen, Reggie Watts. That's really funny. I, I reached out to Norm MacDonald, who I had worked with on The Connors. Yeah. Uh, to see if he wanted to um, be part of this. And I, it, I didn't, it wasn't like a gotcha thing. I literally was like, Hey, I'm asking my favorite male comics questions that we've gotten. Yeah. Right. So it's not like, like when I got the questions, there was no, I didn't, I wasn't given that level of grace. Like, hey. yeah, of course it was just sp spotted on. It you. was just put on me. Yeah. Yeah. And Norm was like, I'm a little busy right now, but like follow up with me in a month. And then he died. So he like, Oh my God. was very funny. And to his credit, he like totally knew he was going to die. Cause when, <laughs> he, when he got back to, I mean, he had terminal cancer. He totally knew he was going to die. But when he got back to me, he was like, follow up with me. And I was like, wow, Norm, that's so generous. Like I was thinking, I was like, this is so unlike him. I thought it was like, I was shooting like a shot in hell that he would ever do. And he's like, follow up with me in a month. That's such a funny Norm story. Wow. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's really great. Buy Jenna's book, everyone. I won't say it again, but yeah. Here's another voicemail. <laughs> Hi. So this isn't more of a problem than more of a statement. I have two friends who are getting married, and I'm very shocked. Um, they met each other back in August, and they've been living together. However, um, they're getting married for reasons that are less than love, um, colorful reasons, maybe the color green specifically. Um, and so I'm just sort of sitting here shocked. For context, I'm 22, and my friends are, one of them is graduating college this semester, and the other one is a junior in college. And I'm just a little bit like, hmm, as a friend, I want to be supportive, but also, yikes. So if you have any advice on how to support my friends um, through this, that would be great. Thanks. It sounds like they should support you because they've got all that money, right? Yeah, but I'm confused because she's like, both of them are marrying for, for money. money, which makes no sense. <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah, unfortunately. Unless, let's see how that would make sense. Unless they made a deal with their parents that if they got married, yeah. they'd get the inheritance. Yeah. We're going to need more details here. Hello? 
Hello, you called Perfect Person, and I'm here to call you back to fix your problems. Hello, I'm in a Safeway right now, um, but I'm happy to have my problems fixed in a Safeway. Absolutely, in a Safeway. That's always the most important way to fix problems. Isn't that right, Jenna Friedman, stand-up comedian and, and author of the, of the book, Not Funny? Have you ever heard of Jenna Friedman? I have not, but I'm about to look up Not Funny now after this yeah, call. That's yeah, you right. should buy it. That's right. You should definitely buy Jenna's book. And uh, if you want to tell us a little bit, so it sounds like you have two friends that are marrying for money. Uh, is one of them hyper wealthy or what's going on? No. Okay. So I have two friends and I went out last night um, and learned that these two friends, uh, one of whom is a senior in college, the other who's a junior in college, are getting married. And I was shocked because they met in August and then they were like, oh, well, her visa is expiring. Green and I card. Was like, Not oh, money. We're done. Not money. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe it's jaundice or like oh. maybe it's like, yeah. Some- <laughs> I thought it was money. Wow, I feel dumb. No, so no, no, no. green card marriage. There's an old movie with uh, Gerard Depardieu mm. called Green oh. Card about, about that. this. Exactly. Yeah. And then they fell in love. Oh. Yeah. That happens in the proposal with Ryan Reynolds, too. <laughs> the weird thing is, though, is that they're already dating. So I'm worried that this is going to be a big step for them because mm. they're like, it's weird now if they break up, then they're still married because they're not just friends. They're a couple. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I'm kind of of the mind that it's like the government sucks. Fucking cheat any way you can to get what you need from them. Go yeah. on unemployment. I know a man who who married probably for love and also for visa green card reasons. They ended up getting mm. divorced mm. and then he met this really amazing woman who's like this obscure comedian <laughs> nobody knows. And now he's happily Weird. ever after. That's so interesting. And what was his experience going through that? I mean, divorce is always hard, but I think, you know, his partner or his ex-partner is wonderful and she has a permanent, like she's a a U.S. citizen now, I think. Mm -hmm. And then his current wife love the fact that like for those like seven years when he could have been like slutting it up because he's a musician all around town, he was like locked down with one really great woman. Um, And so, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's more to the story, but my point is... Green card marriages are great. Sometimes they don't work out, but sometimes when you're only 22, like a lot of shit doesn't work out in general. So the one advice, the one piece of advice (laughs) I do have is like, don't like weigh in on it because you'll only estrange yourself from your friends. So um, what country is, (laughs) what country is the one person from? Uh, The one person is from France. Go to France. Get get a vacation. Oh yeah. Go to France. (laughs) You can stay at their house for free. Travel. Eat a baguette. Eat a baguette. You know, other French cuisine. But uh, yeah, no, that sounds like not a huge problem at all. I would say (laughs) just let them get married. I think that definitely don't weigh in because it's not like you're going to actually change their mind. Also, like if they get divorced in a couple of years... How long does how long do you have to be married with a to, with a green card to get someone permanent yeah. residency in the states? Do you I'm know? Not sure. Yeah, I don't know. So I I looked it up. I actually looked it up, and it has to be two years, which is that's why I was a little bit worried for my friend because I think the friend who does not need the green card is more invested in the relationship than the friend with the green card. So I just want to make sure that like everyone's happy. But I'm I, I'm also hearing that maybe I should just shut up and throw them a bachelorette and bachelor party. 
Yeah, I think that you can just yeah. kind of let your friends have their fun. Like, there's no need to get involved. It's also not like it's that serious of a commitment because they're not getting married for the reasons of, like, we're going to be together forever. And even if they were, like, I mean, the only time you get involved True. is, like, if a friend is in, like, a dangerous situation, that's when you, that's, like, when you kind of try yeah. to figure it out. Really? If your friend yeah. was dating someone who you thought sucked, you wouldn't be like, hey. When you get older, your friends are going to be with people who do suck and there's nothing you can do about it if you want to keep your friendship with them. It's yeah, life, man. It's going to... It's uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like old man in the sea, like <laughs> looking over yeah. your life. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just oh, life. It washes by you. It just and, goes by so fast, and yeah, you, all you can con- yeah, <laughs> all you can control is the books you put on your shelf. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Throw your friends a bachelorette. Go to so France don't... and fucking hang out. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be fine. <laughs> If anybody wants a coffee table. But, it, but if you need, and if they need a real, like a wedding gift or something like that, you could get them a book that's called Not Funny by Jenna Friedman. Awesome. Perfect. I'll, I'll definitely get that for them. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in. You have a fantastic day. Okay. Thank you. You too. We're making telemarketing calls at this point. We are calling people one by one, Jenna, and getting them to buy the book. Okay. Honestly, we should just call. Yeah. Well, the next call, we're just not going to be like, I don't give a shit about your problem. <laughs> Fucking, excuse me. I'm going to have you log on. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, you know what? I have the perfect call for this. I'm sweating. I have the perfect call for this. Hey, Miles. Um, my question is, I won a $600 VC gift card <laughs> like through a work competition. I was wondering what to spend it on. I want to like treat myself, but I don't know what to buy. We've got a fucking mission, okay? We've got a need. Hello? Hi, this is Miles from Perfect Person, and I know exactly the thing that you should buy. I'm here with Jenna Friedman, host of Indefensible. Do you know who that, you don't know who that is, do you? I'm so sorry, but no, but hi. Okay, so there's a really good book that you should buy, so you just want to see. You can buy 22.2. You can buy 22.2 of Jenna's book. And it's going to be, re- it's going to a good cause. <laughs> I, I just had a kid and I'm trying to outsource his care because, it's, yeah. you know, it's so hard to um, take care of little kids. They're just so boring. And <laughs> no, it's fine. What? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you, uh, anyway, Miles, take it away. I, I feel, I already feel bad. All of a sudden Jenna got like this <laughs> conscience. <laughs> You, sorry, before we called you, Jenna really was trying to shill the book. And now she's feeling yucky about that. I'm feeling, reason. yeah, I'm feeling yucky. Feeling yucky. And now I need to tell you that if for $600, you should buy one, an ember mug, okay? Temperature sensitive mug. Baby, your coffee is going to be the uh-huh. exact temperature you need it to be. And then you're going to want to buy two copies of Jenna's book, one for you, one for a friend. Where does the mug come from? What's that about? Ember. You're going to be if, like, it's sponsor? fucking strip mined from diamonds. In the, Ember. They're not a sponsor. I just, they're a product I really like. Really? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm sort of into gadgets. I thought you were going to stop. Sorry, what was that? I thought you were going to stop. Oh, well, so I, you, thought, you thought it was going to I thought you guys were going to shut up. Yeah. I'm giving them free promo. I know. I gotta. So here's what happened, Jenna. Is I've been promoing the Ember mug for a long time for free, gratis. Oh, and that was like a joke, like an inside joke on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. People listen to the show. Yep. 
That's not, that's great. Look, I know I'm just your kooky neighbor, but I do have a podcast. Your neighbors. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, you should definitely buy Jenna's book. But I think also, you know, here's here's the thing though: when you got a little sum like that, I think you should buy Jenna's book, and I think you should get a gifty for someone else. You know, it could be the book, but it yeah. could also be something else. I find that when you got a little extra cash, it's fun to buy someone like a thirty dollar, twenty seven dollar gift. I'm gonna be honest; I probably will buy the book. I love to read. What's it about? Thank you for asking. It's about comedy and it's about like feminist issues. It's kind of about workplace sexism, but maybe in a funny way. Um, yeah. yeah, it's I, I, I'm a comedian and I've been doing it for a long time. And so I just kind of wrote about that, about my experiences working well, in this industry. Well, thank you so much. for. <laughs> I just still have, you know like $570 left. I know. And it does matter where she lives. Cause if she's in New York or LA, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you could buy a coffee, you know? But if she's yeah. in like the Midwest, she could like buy, like it could, that's like a month of rent. Yeah. That's a good point. Where do you live? I live in Boston and it is, doesn't even cut a hole in rent, you know? Yeah. Here's what I think you should do. I think you should think about your dream job, whatever the hell you want to be doing in 10 years and buy a tool that's going to get you to your dream job. I often felt like this when I was like, when I really had no money and I was being a barista and stuff like that, I would try to like, I like bought a camera. And then before, like after that camera, I was like, let me get like a camera, like a tripod or just like getting little tools that'll help you get to the place you ultimately want to be. Yeah. You could buy a class. You could buy two classes with that money, probably like two, like eight week classes and something that you're interested in or three pottery. Yeah. You could buy like an eight week pottery class. Yeah. Then maybe meet someone. That sounds great. Your life could take a whole different turn. Yeah, doesn't that sound nice? Just <laughs> yeah. you throwing pots with a buddy. I really love pottery, and there's one like half a mile down the road. Yeah, that's what you're going to be wanting to do. We didn't get your name. What's your name? Oh, I'm Hannah. Hannah, thank you so much for calling in yeah. and buying Jenna's book. Thank you, Hannah. And we want you to really enjoy yeah. that pottery class, okay? I appreciate you listening to the show. Jenna really appreciates it. I really appreciate it. you buying Not Funny. It's yeah. out. You can pre-order it online where books are sold. That's right. Where books are sold. Like Amazon or, you know, somewhere local. Yeah. I'll probably do somewhere better than Amazon. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. That's right. Jenna's canceled. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> for calling me back. All right. Bye-bye. Just felt so dirty. I mean, I, Jenna, like, this is the one thing that you came on the show for. What What are you trying to do next? You obviously wrote this book. You're trying to shill it on every platform. Yeah, possible. I'm trying to shill it because that's how you get to write more books. Yeah, and did you enjoy the process of writing a book? Or do no. You, no, I mean, yeah. I no, I I did after the fact. It's just a lot of work. It's really hard. But then I've had these experiences that just to put on paper, it, it's so satisfying to be able to do that. And I'm, I'm happy that I wrote it, but it was really hard. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's writing a book feels so solitary. I mean, part of me that wants to write a book just cause I feel like I like sitting at my desk and being like, Oh, I could go to a coffee shop and like, that's like my day. Yeah. But ultimately probably it's a lot more like editing and lasering it in. No, I mean, it is, you just write and then um, you have an editor that you work with and you do kind of like rein it in in mm-hmm. places. Um, but it was a good experience. I wrote it during like one of the either Delta or Omicron <laughs> variants. So I did have an excuse to be home. Yeah, for which sure. Which was nice. Yeah. yeah I wrote it uh, over a year ago. I wasn't pregnant when I finished the book and now I have a five month old. Oh, wow. Yeah. that's Maybe wild. I was pregnant when I finished it, but I was like barely pregnant. <laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, I was going to say also, uh, I had the very unique experience of being able to watch you test out your stand-up special, which I really much, very much enjoyed. And it was super funny because a lot of your friends were there. It was in your backyard. And you would do a joke and immediately be like, is that funny? <laughs> well, I was pregnant during COVID and yeah. I, I had a, spe- a special that I had sold before I got pregnant. And then the jokes changed because I was visibly pregnant. I knew I was going to be visibly pregnant when I was taping the special. And right. so when you do comedy, you have to work out a joke like 20 or 30 times before it's good. And I wasn't really able to do that in the club. So I had shows where I invited my friends over and I felt really cheesy about it, but I just had to do that. But well, let's get back to the questions. Let's now. get back to the questions. I now know. that you got nervous about shilling your book, I we're going <laughs> to, we're going to kind of get in here. And this is somebody that is having a problem with their ex-boyfriend. Hi Miles. My ex-boyfriend won't stop texting my mother. Please tell uh, me what to do. You dodged a bullet. I'm hey. sorry. We'll talk. We'll call her. <laughs> she just dodged I a can't, bullet. I can't. I mean, yeah. Who wants yeah. to? Yeah. Yeah. Because you feel like the ex boyfriend wants to. Miles Bonsignore. Hi. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, we heard that your ex boyfriend's being a dirty little texter. Yes, he is. And I'm here with Jenna Friedman. Hey, give me, wait one second. My TikTok is playing in the background. Okay, hello. I'm here. <laughs> Were you, I'm here with Jenna. Go for it. Okay. Well, that's not my name, but do you know who Jenna Friedman is? Do you know who Jenna Friedman is? Jenna Friedman? Yeah. Is that what you said? I did, yeah. Do you know who uh, Je- No, I don't know who Jenna Friedman is. Gotcha. Well, she's right here. Jenna, get her. <laughs> hey! Oh, whoa, whoa. oh, wait. No, I love Jenna no, Friedman. Fine. She's my favorite. Get in line. Yeah, Jenna's trying to get Does validation. anyone on Miles' podcast know? It's cool. It's fine. There's definitely people in the comments that are going to be like, I like Jenna. But anyway, about your ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. he's texting your mom? <laughs> That's so he's out of bounds. my mother. That's not okay, and you made the it right is- decision. You made the right decision because yes, thank you. You can't get back with a guy who's like texting your mom too much. Yeah, and what is he texting her? Are they Kate, like well, buddies? Well, okay, we broke up four years ago, and <laughs> he's he basically texts my mom like every holiday. Like he'll be like, "Hey, Merry Christmas, I miss you," or like, <laughs> "Weird," or like, "I miss you guys. Hope you guys are doing well." happy Easter, like just like random stuff like that. But it's like, I don't know. Can you go into her phone and just block his number? I think that's what I have to do because at first she was being a little too nice where she was like, I feel like I have to text him back. But now it's like, first of all, like we've been broken up for four years and I'm married and he's also married to other people. Oh, okay. that's Yeah, you gotta just block his number and like, you know... What what was the was the breakup bad or like did, was he close with your mom while you were dating? It was a very uh, messy situation. So he he basically like he cheated on me and then I broke up with him and then he started dating my ex like my best friend at the time. Oof! And now they're married. Oh, so and then not like, and not your like, best friend anymore. I'm guessing not my best friend anymore. So ex best friend, but they're mm-hmm. married now. Which is like weird. So like I know her. So then I'm like, you know, like if if she knew about this, about you texting my mother, I don't think she would be very happy. So I don't think she knows. Yeah, that's so funny. I mean, what is he? So he's just sort of what do you think that he wants from your mom? Just like a validation moment of like, oh, I'm a little sweetie. I don't know. Like, I, I think so. Or 
I have no idea. Like, even, like, the weekend that I was getting married, he, like, texted my mom on the Friday and was like, congratulations on marriage. Oh, I shouldn't say my name. Bleep that you out. You can bleep it out. Bleep Congrats- it. Congratulations on... on- <laughs> Thank you. And But he always ends his messages with, like, I miss you guys. Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he probably does. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter about him. I would just I work in true crime. So I just whenever I hear like mm-hmm. of a weird ex, I'm just like, just block him. And, you know, yeah, he, he could be a, he could be like a narcissist and trying to like use your mom as like his narcissistic supply. And I shouldn't say that word because I have a weird little speech problem. But um, <laughs> this narcissistic supply. So you think he's using it narcissistic supply? So he's trying to get self empowerment by or like, just or just an, a reaction or whatever. I mean, yeah, whatever it is, it, it doesn't. You're lucky you're not with him. This guy totally blows. This guy's and, a pervert, um, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah. just sneak into your. Is your mom a boomer or is she like Gen X? It doesn't matter. They none of them know how to use their phone. Sneak into her phone and just like block, no, she, block, yeah. big block, block his number, block the number. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I think that's that's what I that's what I'll do then. Especially if your mom doesn't want to be texting him. If she's like, "Oh, I actually love it," then I guess that's a problem with your mom. That's a like, problem with your mom. But yeah. if she's like, "Yeah, I don't know what to say," but like, I guess I have to respond. I don't know. Then yeah, you can just take take. And the then if yeah. it gets really know. bad, just tell his wife, right? Or is that a bad is Jesus. that bad advice? Yeah. <laughs> if it gets really bad, be like, "Control no. your bitch." Control. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely thought about it. But yeah, am I giving horrible advice? Yes, but it's kind of funny. Uh, no, but, you're giving <laughs> amazing advice. Get back with him. Get back. I don't see, it seems like you love him. Anyway, no, thanks no, for no. calling in. Thank you. Okay, tell your okay, mom to start kissing you, him. All right, bye. <laughs> your advice. <laughs> your advice was good. I think there. I mean, I wanted to be like, where do you live? Do they have lax gun laws? Like, I'm my brain just goes right there. You sort of have a one track. Yeah, you're trying to get to the legal. Yeah. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got. We didn't tell her to buy the book. It's fine. She's got a lot going on. She really does. Make him buy it, and then he'll be like, "This person has terrible taste. I'm (laughs) never going to text her again." (laughs) Well, anyway, that brings us to our final segment, Jenna. A segment we like to call Get Real. This is a segment where we force a genuine moment in an effort to learn more about each other and ourselves. <laughs> I just like flash back to like being in like a college dorm. <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I feel no, no. like I've been real. I feel like I've been pretty real the whole time. I haven't. You think so? I've, if you had like young guy callers, I would have probably fucked with them. But showing my cards, like young female callers or like non-binary, I don't know. I don't want to put gender on. But I, I was yeah. more uh, forthright. I will say that's, yeah, 99% of the callers I get are young female callers. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, anyway, uh, I guess my question for you is, uh, uh, so you're obviously a new mother. Mm-hmm. You've been through a ton in the last year. Uh, and I'm wondering. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's been a rough year. Been a rough year, and I'm wondering uh, what are times of your day or things you're doing to try to keep yourself uh, stable and looking forward to things in the future. Like, honey, how you, you should ask. Forward? Well, I have this really cool neighbor who you happen to be married to, and I go on walks with her, yeah. and I, and they're very. Um, 
enjoyable and I think finding community and yeah. uh, people going through similar things kind of keeps you sane and grounded. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. No, I feel like I definitely need, it's kind of funny, we went to that like dad group, which I like your husband a lot. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny that <laughs> I'm, uh, I am by far the youngest dad in the neighborhood. Yeah, he could maybe be your dad. <laughs> your husband? <laughs> He's 42, you're 22. Nine? <laughs> oh, 22? You're 29. Yeah, that is kind of funny. but um, So like he could like yeah. maybe be your dad. Are you, you know what? Yeah, like you obviously have a, a young son. What are you looking forward to, uh, you know, doing with him? I'm, I'm, I can't wait for him to sit up. Uh, that'd be cool. Uh, it'd be really great for him to like. Um, I mean, I know people are like savor the moments, mama. I mean, I'm I'm excited for when he can talk, and it'll be more fun. Yeah, that'll be crazy. Yeah, we gave him peanut butter the other day, just a tiny bit, and it was so fascinating to see like this little kid taste a thing that they'd never yeah, tasted. Yeah, that's he was awesome. Like, mm. And then he just like tried to like deep throat my fist because he just wanted all the peanut butter. <laughs> Sarah did say that you told her um, that having a young son is like having a forever boyfriend. Oh yeah, it, it feels like that. A friend of mine who uh, has two boys, she says that at the playground the two year old girls are already like, "Mom, I'm gonna play on my own." Whereas like her son will crawl up her body and be like, you're beautiful. (laughs) Whisper (laughs) that in her ear. Yeah, no, I mean, it's cool. That's very, very sweet. Um, Well, Jenna, thank you for doing the show. Thank you so much for having me, Miles. Absolutely. I dare I say it, but anything you want to (laughs) plug? No, I have nothing I want to (laughs) plug. Thank you for asking. I have nothing. I just, uh, yeah, yeah, you're just here to sort of, you're selfless here. Totally selfless. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, What are your Social media. I feel like you're going to make fun of me. What are your no, social media handles? My socials are just my name, Jenna with one N, sure. Friedman, spelled Friedman. Yeah, I'm on TikTok now. I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram. But I, but it's just my name. Yeah. Yeah. And people can check out your special on Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. I shot it when I was like 27 weeks pregnant. Yeah. Lots of abortion jokes. Because why sure. not? Why not? Yeah. Big fun. Uh, well, thank you for doing the show. And as always, people know that perfection is only a call away. That was a HeadGum Podcast.